Hey, I'm Matt Hutchins, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I am doing great, and I can see you're still on vacation. Vacation in a different city. Here's my uh, bedroom, as you can see behind that. I take the comforter off. Got a little hot last night. So uh, it's not the best setting, but, you know, the no, kids are right. I think the best part of the setting is you've got a picture on the wall that has a, a beach and a bike on it, and which – I know you're at Hilton Head, which is in, right, South Carolina, right? Yeah. Uh, and nice area, great area, great place to go ride bikes, too, by the way, and play golf. That's what you do. That's right. Ride bikes, walk on beaches, play golf, get in the ocean. And this is why we have Profitability MD, so that you can own a business and build a, and use that as a tool to build wealth so that you can enjoy your life and spend a lot of time on vacation. So Create the lifestyle you want. That's the idea. All right, we're going to do episode 82 today. We're going to call it Why They Buy is More Important Than How You Sell. So why they buy is more important than uh, how you sell. Because you had a question asked by somebody. So I did have somebody ask me something this week. They were, they were um, it was just a question that arose during a conversation and it was, kind of based around copywriting a little bit, but it was like, how would you sell this? And, um, and I thought about it for a minute. And then I said, well, why would somebody buy? And so I really realized that you can't sell something to somebody. Everybody wants to buy, you know, the old adage, nobody, nobody wants to be sold, but everyone wants to buy. So I, I started realizing, okay, I didn't start to realize it was just my response to the question was, well, why would they buy? So that's what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about why people would buy your product. Doesn't matter what it is or your service. And when you wrap your message around that, it's going to, you know, you're, you're odds. You don't have to sell. They'll want to buy if you position yourself. Right. So yeah. I think that's great. So, so that reminds me of, um, you know, we've said this before, uh, most people they have a they have a problem they want a solution to, right? Correct. And, and you're there to solve that problem, right? They have a problem they don't want, or they have a result they want but don't have. So yeah. you are solving their problem or solving their results or making yeah or making their life better. And by solving a problem, you're always going to make their life better because that's ultimately what somebody wants. But yeah. so I started out with this. What's the Okay, there's a, um, there's a process that I go through, which is if somebody likes you, they'll listen to you. If they listen to you, they'll believe you. And if they'll believe you, they'll trust you. And if they trust you, they might buy from you. So, but first it starts with realistically somebody liking you. So how do you get people to like you? Should be the first question. I'll ask you that. How, how do you get people to like you? Uh, we do, I always talk about speaking their language, and I forget who said this, and we mentioned it before, if you can explain their problem to them better than they can explain it themselves, right? So one of the things we talk about is we have a history of helping people like you in your situation, right? That people love to hear that, oh, you, you've helped other people solve this problem, whether it be an HVAC guy, a plumber guy, right? That you've helped people with this situation, financial planner, you've helped people in this situation, um, overcome that problem. So people like that. And, and what you just did naturally opens up. So if, if you tell like, Hey, I do this all the time. Like if you say that to somebody, I do this all the time, 
that sounds like bragging. But when you say to, that when someone else says it, that goes from bragging to proof. You could be saying the same thing, <laughs> but right. it becomes proof. And, and uh, people are very much association oriented. And that's what you just said. Hey, we've helped, uh, you know, Steve over here do the same thing that you're asking about. So I think what, yeah, I mean, when so, to get somebody to like you, you, you find their problem and you explain it in such a way that they think you understand it clearly. Yeah. And we talk about like uh, asking good questions. So, so remember uh, Dave, Dan Sullivan, uh, the R factor question, the DOS question, you know, uh, what, what are your, what are your dangers or concerns? What are your opportunities? What are your, what are your uh, strengths? Right. But when you ask good questions, especially when you know the product or service, right? So let's, I'm just using HVAC again, because I'm, I'm down here and it's, we had, you know, hey, are you having hot spots in your house, right? So that's a question, but you kind of know that that's what people have as a problem who are looking to upgrade their HVA system or, right? So you're asking the question, do you have hot spots? But it's very, yeah, matter of fact, I do. How did, how did he know that? Well, we find a lot of people with older systems that don't have enough power or I forget the BTUs to, to cool, especially in this environment when it's heat index of 108, right? So now you're speaking their language. Yeah, I got hot spots in the, in the bedroom upstairs or the kids room, right? Uh, you're speaking their language. So you're asking them a good question, speaking their language in the problem that they have. But you kind of know the answer to the question. Right. It's almost like a leading the witness. In, in many cases, yes. But in many cases, um, you, you may not know the answer. They could surprise you with the answer. But I think the key is that you're asking them questions. And when, when you're asking somebody questions and you're listening uh, with the intent uh, to understand, they actually, people will read that. I heard it said about the, uh, you know, the Black Lives uh, Movement, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, that um, I don't know whose podcast I was listening to, but um, somebody was explaining that if, if you'll just try to listen right now and to hear what people are saying, listen to understand, not listen to like respond. And I was right. like, you know, that's a really great way to look at any communication. If, because I can tell you, I've talked to people before and they talk for like 20 minutes and then like, that's it. And then we part company and then they're, they're telling somebody else that we had the greatest conversation ever. And I'm like, I didn't say a word. Um, there, there's a guy who, uh, I forget who does this. I think it's called values-based selling. It's financial planning uh, years ago, but they modified it. And he would always ask, what's important about money to you? Right? So he'd say, hey, Dave, tell me what's important about money to you. And you would say something about, well, you know, money allows me to do X, Y, Z. And then you would say, what's important about that? What's important about that? So it's almost like you kept asking the same question about four or five levels deep until you got to the real, the real reason. Well, money buys me freedom or, or money buys me safety and security, right? But you were asking the same question to get to the, to the deeper level as opposed to the, the you know, uh, superficial, right? So, so what, is it that you, what is it that you want? Um, so anyway, it was asking questions in a, in a, but it was the same question, but each time you get a deeper answer. We have this imperative to answer questions, and you and I have talked about that before, is subconsciously there's a social norm for us to answer a question that we are asked. You know, if, if you 
like if you do that with anyone, I don't care what, I don't care if you're selling air conditioning or balloons. I don't care what you're selling. If you will ask somebody questions that they continue to answer and they move down this, what, what's happening is during that period of time, they, they recognize that you're listening and, and listening with intent. It builds tremendous trust that they can trust you and people buy from the, somebody they like and trust. So those are two things. I mean, we're talking about why they buy is more important than how you sell because like you said earlier, if they have this problem they want to solve and you have the widget or thing that'll solve the problem, then it all boils down to why they're going to buy. And as you keep asking questions and you get to that, well, I just, you know, I just want to be on vacation 12, right. 12 days a month, you know, and if, and if, as, if you're in a fine, if you're a financial planner and you say, you just want to be on vacation 12 days a month. Okay. How can we get you there? You know, there's, there's eight weekend days already. So how can we, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm just like threw that out there. Oh, that's good. Now we've talked about that before. You know, I always say the three ways to make money. So solve a problem for somebody we mentioned earlier, adding value to somebody, meaning they could, um, they could do it themselves, but they'd rather outsource it to you. Um, and then willing to do what other people are like, I don't want to do that, but if you want to do it, I'll pay you to do it. Right. And so, a lot of that comes into, you know, what problem are you solving, right? So, so a landscaper, let's go back to landscaping, right? So it's, it's much easier to convert somebody who's already doing, having a landscaper do their work than it is to somebody who loves gardening, may not want to outsource that, right? Like I've got a friend who's got a really good green thumb and they enjoy working in the yard. Well, like, that's not there. a problem. Let's pause there for a moment. Let's say you are that landscaper and you're talking to somebody who, does all their gardening and you start asking questions and they start complaining about not having enough time and um and and you really start moving down like the deep with them so they they see you're genuinely interested you're not trying to sell them landscaping right now you're trying to see their problem they told you they didn't have enough time right so eventually they they explain they they earn they earn great money they love doing landscaping or they just love being outside is what they really mean. But all right. of a sudden you get down to this thing, you're like, well, you earn all this money and, and you actually want to just be outside. And, but you could pay me a lot less than you could earn in the same amount of time. So really by you doing your own landscaping, it's costing you X amount. Like you said, you make X amount of money per hour. Well, I can do it for a third of that. And then you have your own free time and you, you could use that time to actually just be outside doing whatever you want. Right. If that or, there, uh, I would even make an argument. You make a piece of that, right? That they really like the flowers and the flower bed. So let me do all the shrubs and the grass and the trimming and the pine straw. And you just focus on your rose garden. You right? Get, I mean, it, it could be that that's the, what you really enjoy and all the rest of the yard work you don't like. Well, maybe as a landscaper, I'll just do everything else for you. Yeah, because it, it, in, the, in the whole scheme of things, what they have to, they have to perceive, okay, this is why they buy. They have to perceive that you are the solution to their problem or your product is the solution to their problem. They have, they have to perceive that in their mind and, um, and they have to believe that you're, you know, they have to perceive it and they have to believe that you're going to take care of it. And, and then, you know, believe what you're telling them is true. I mean, that all comes, you know, of course it always boils down to trust, but when somebody believes that, and they believe you can solve their problem. They're they're gonna they're gonna be in a in a better position to buy, not be sold to buy. 
So. Right. And we talked about this, I think, just the other day when you were on one of our podcasts. You know, uh, we always talk about your target market, your unique selling proposition. And then we say, how do we educate and motivate you to to and to accept our offer, which we make an offer, right? So there's a lot of this, why people buy is we educate and motivate them by solving their problem, by answering their questions, by answering their desires. Um, we're educating them. So, so we always talk about uh, interrupting, interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. So you, so your interruption, hey, you know, tired of hot and sweaty lunch, you know, whatever, being outside in the summertime, you know. Uh, so interrupt, engage, hey, how'd you like to have the best looking lawn in the neighborhood, right? Educate, you know, now you talk about educating what it is to be a good landscaping or what good, good landscaping looks like or why it's important to the health of the, of the grass or the shrubs or your flowers. And then you make your offer of, hey, we do it, you know, we'll come twice a month, three times a month. Um, so that falls right in the form as we've talked about before, in that you've got to educate and motivate your prospects by asking good questions, by solving their problem, by speaking the language that, 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 that by explaining the problem better than they can explain it. Oh yeah, we got the hot spots in our, in the upstairs bedroom. Um, and you can do this in, in marketing, your marketing, just the way you just described it. Okay. You, you describe the problem in detail and, and by de de describing that again, like you said, is, is the um, speaking their language. And then they, there's a, there's a solution that they're looking for. Like you said, have the best yard looking yard in the neighborhood. That's the solution they're looking for. And it might not be that that's the solution, by the way. Once again, perception. They may just want their neighbors to think they have the best looking yard. They may not even care that they have the best looking yard. They just want their neighbors. They might not care what the backyard looks like, but they might care what the front yard looks like because it's perception. So that's again, asking great questions gets you to what they're really looking for. Um, and it gives them confidence by, because you're asking these questions, they, they have confidence that you can solve their problem or make their life better. Right, right. Um, I think there's a level of, uh, like especially in your industry, in the financial world, there's a level of, um, it's gotta be the right fit. You know, that's the other thing is why people buy um, there are people like, all right, I, you know, I have had the big brokers, big names, you know, the Morgan Stanley's and UBS's of the, and, and what I found was it had nothing to do with the company. It had one, every, every time I signed on, moved our company 401k and all that stuff. Every time we went through that, it had nothing to do with the company. 100% about the person representing the company. Yeah, a relationship business. I think a lot of uh, professional services are what I call relationship businesses, relationship oriented, right? So that goes to question. Do you think there's any business that really is not a relationship business today? No, especially today, right? I think you want to establish a relationship with your prospects and with your clients, right? Whether it be we're talking about the dog food business and establish a relationship with the dogs and the owners, whether it be a, a landscaper established a relationship with, with the house homeowner, right? Um, no, I, I actually think it, it, I think everything's a relationship business, truthfully. Uh, I think everything's a people type business. People that know, like, and trust the last guy they saw. So I'm, I'm asking because I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, you're at, are you staying in a condo or are you? Uh, yeah, like a townhouse thing. Okay. So 
And I, I was thinking about that. I'm wondering, okay, you have these vacation rentals and I've rented a lot of them around all around the, the Caribbean. And I'm sure you have too, and all around the East coast and uh, the Gulf coast and all of that. And I'm thinking, you know, the ones I liked the most were the ones where um, the people actually created a relationship where they're like, Hey, tell us about your stay in our guest book. And you read about other people's stay. I don't know if you've ever seen those. And, um, yeah, yeah. and the people were very interactive. They created a relationship as opposed to the cold internet where you never talk to anybody. Right. Um, or those people that rent the same house year after year after year after year and you get to know, I mean, that's, that's a great example. People who rent the same house, my, my aunt and uncle uh, rent a place, the same house down here for the last six or seven years. So they've got a relationship with the owner or the agent. I'm not sure which one. And then they're always trying to stay in that house this particular week. And if there's something strange, they want to move it to a different week. They try to work with that owner or agent to make, to make it happen. Totally a great example of relationship business. And my, my in-laws, uh, they uh, rent this house up in New York by this winery uh, owned by uh, Pindar, which is very, it's out of Long Island. It's a, a wonderful winery. Okay. I, um, but um, Pindar owns the house. And they rent from him. They stay for like a month. And we went up there and it's just a cool little house. But same thing, relationship. Um, he's got wine in there for them, like when they get there to rent. And it's like, here, this is some of our unique wines. Just you guys enjoy it type thing. You're renting the house, but he treats you like, like you're his own personal guest. And that's very personal. And that, that's why they keep coming back. And that's why they recommend other people. And right. so that's relationship. So, you know, why they buy is more important than how you sell. He's not selling to get, you know, what he's doing is he's saying, okay, you're here because you want this great experience, right? And that's like, you're at that townhouse, not because you want to stay in a townhouse. It's because you want the experience of, of uh, Hilton Head and the golf courses and the, the, the great restaurants and all of that. And the, the better you are at creating that experience, which is about building a relationship, the more people will trust you long-term and keep buying from you, regardless of the price. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's funny. When you were talking about that, it reminds me of um, talking about establishing the relationship and, and building on the relationship in that so many times we hear, uh, we see ads in the paper. I see ads in the yellow paper, uh, on the cable TV up here. They all talk about me, 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 me. They never talk about you know, the customer, the customer, the customer, right? We've been in business, platitudes is what I call it. We've been in business for 25 years. It's a family owned business. So what? Yeah. Does that solve my problem? That is not about me. That's not answering my question, right? Yeah, the only thing they're trying to do is they're trying to say, I have all this credibility because I've been in business this long, but really they've, I think sometimes they've, the, the companies who sell commercials are really bad at marketing. <laughs> I totally agree. They're terrible at it. I mean, they don't, they don't create, I shouldn't say that. The companies who sell commercials are great at marketing their commercials. They're really bad at marketing your business. So yes. there's, oh, we've got writers who will do that for you. And they're, they're people who've never taken or spent any money on copywriting. And, and I can assure you, if you want to learn copywriting, you're going to spend to learn it well, tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I can speak firsthand because um, I've probably spent 25,000 or more, uh, more than that actually over time on learning copywriting. 
and, and but yet they're just hiring somebody fresh out of college with an English major and they hey write ads for this but that's why I think that there's a formula right we use a formula for, for advertising that interrupt engage educate and offer right I know that when you're doing your copywriting you have a whole list of questions that you kind of go through that says you know what's the problem you solve what's your unique selling proposition why do they come from you what's the last person that said something complimentary about you so so there can be formulaic but all those formulaics questions your questions our questions are about the client the customer and solving their problem and educating and motivating them about their problem and how you're going to solve their problem or add value to their situation they're not about you know being in business 25 years or family owned right that, that's not when you've got a problem about air conditioning being fixed it's hot you want it fixed quick and fair and a fair price and a good job and wear your little booties and now you can have the no contact service. No contact service is a great uh, unique selling proposition right now for, for many businesses, right? No touch, no contact for whatever. Pizza delivery I saw the other day where Domino's Pizza will put it in your trunk. You put up your trunk and they'll put the pizza in your trunk so it's no contact delivery. But the that's a difference. We're all over the pizza. I mean, you know, so. <laughs> But, but that's a differentiator, and that's at least solving their problem, right? I want to go get my pizza, and I don't want to touch anybody. I want to get my house serviced. I don't want anybody to touch me or touch, you know. So it is a solving the problem. I, I have a problem I need solved, and I don't want contact, right? So that is turning. That's better than we've been doing it for 25 years. It's a lot better. And, and so, yeah, I do follow a formula. Uh, Ray Edwards has what he calls the pastor formula. It's not religious. just a uh, person problem pain, um, their aspirations, amplification of pain. Um, then you've got a story, a solution, you know, a story about the solution, how you got to that solution. And, and then T is, it, I, it, he says it's the transformation, but I also put in there, it's the trust. You've got to build trust with the T. Um, and then the O is, like you said, offer. So, and then R is response. You ask for a response that at the end of a commercial, there's always, hey, call so-and-so, you know. Um, the, 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 of course, the better commercials are the ones where you, these big attorneys, why do they have such good commercials? They're, you know, it's just the guy talking the entire time. Why are their commercials work? Because they're written by somebody who follows a formula, whether it's pastor formula, whether it's the formula you were describing before, there's another one called AIDA, attention, interest, um, decision, um, and then, uh, it, so you've got this whole, um, then, then action, you know, again, the same thing, the response. So AIDA, I couldn't remember the last part of it. There's, there's different formulas, but they all come around to the same thing. What's the problem and how is it going to make their life better? Right. Yes. right. I was thinking, there's a guy in Atlanta and I don't know if he markets down there. If you are one call, that's all. So it's an automobile accident or trucking. Right. And so one call, that's all. I forget his name, um, and I'm not going to promote his name, but that's a pretty good theme. One call, that's all. And usually he's standing on top of an 18-wheeler because he's trying to tell you, you know, you've been in an auto accident, one call, that's all. And then he has, you know, we got, you know, Joni, you know, $100,000. We got Bill, you know, a million dollars, right? But it is a little interrupt, a little engage. It's very audacious, you know, standing on top of an 18-wheeler. But it's, well, if I've been in an accident, I kind of want to get, you know, my fair share of money from it gosh and then he's got a catchy little one call that's all that's his offer you know free estimate free consultation right it's actually pretty effective interrupt engage educate and offer 
it precisely and and but what what is it's it all boils down to is okay why okay there's the billboard why they buy well i i was in an accident and i see the billboard and and i'm thinking i'd rather have a million dollars than no money from this accident right. so i'm going to call the you're solving my problem, right? My well, and now I've actually, there's another law firm in Atlanta that, that, that has like a cumulative number. You know, we've, we've recovered, you know, a billion dollars for our clients. So now that's almost, what do you call that? The, uh, the, the credibility, the endorsement of we've recovered a bit, you know, uh, whatever, McDonald's. Association, a billion, association with others, yeah. Association of, you know, McDonald's, a billion hamburger served. And now it's billions and billions served. Yeah. And so that adds credibility because here's all the stuff we've done for you know, hundreds of clients served, hundreds of people like you, you know, all that. Now you're adding credibility um, that we've helped people like you solve this problem. Credibility is, is builds trust and well, uh, proof builds trust. And of course, any testimonials build proof. Anything from someone else always builds proof. So that's why they buy. People are not that's that's the answer to the question rather than how you sell you don't uh, the way you sell is you figure out why they buy yeah and i'll just uh, we talked about this before but i call it the buyer's journey and so think about any time before you buy make a buying decision you have this thing called the buyer's journey which is how do you get from buying a tv to or buying or buying a car well you, you know i'm thinking about a car what types of cars you start doing your research you start looking around you start asking your friends, you start Googling Edmunds.com and Clark Howard and all these people about what are the best type of cars to have, what's the best deal, new and used. So you do this research, right? And then by the end, you say, well, I'm going to get this type car and that's what I'm, now I'm going to CarMax looking for this car or I'm looking for this type of car at CarMax. I'm doing some shopping for my daughter's car going to college. But that's how you make your buying decision is the buyer's journey. So think about that. Why do they buy, right? Why do they buy? Well, how can we help you make that buying decision by educating you about what I call the buyer's journey? If I can actually help you along your buyer's journey, I have a higher chance of you doing business with me because you, you trust me. You like me yeah. because I helped you narrow down the types of cars you were looking for or helps you narrow down the type of TVs that you're looking for, right? So, so you also got to picture what goes into, when you and I talk about this, isn't it? what do you have to know in order to make a decision, right? What, do you, what information do you need before you buy a, a car? What information do you need before you choose a landscape? And why would you, and, and the other thing there is understanding, okay, your experience at buying cars. And why would you go look at Edmonds and all these other places to find out or, or consumer reports or anywhere where you find right. out all this stuff about the car? Because you've had, you've made bad buying decisions in the past. And so right. um, an educated buyer is going to have this, like you said, the buyer's journey is going to be more in depth for an educated buyer. And if you're the one educating the buyer yep. while they they're try. on their journey, you're going to be the, for free. You're educating them. You're giving them what they're wanting. They're yep. going to be inclined to trust you as the place where their go-to place. That's that's the buyer's journey. You want to you want to put yourself in a position to take them through the journey. I guess is right. And I was just thinking, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Joe Polish, uh, Dean Jackson. Uh, I love marketing. Talk about being a carpet guy, and he came up with a consumer guide or buying guide, a lead magnet for carpets. 
And so his was, I'm not even going to answer the phone unless you've read my carpet guide to how to choose a carpet cleaner, right? And so by the time you call me, you've already, you know, you're ready to say, hey, Dave, I'm ready for you to come clean my carpets because you've, you've educated yourself on what a good carpet cleaner is and what a, what a good carpet cleaner does. And, oh, I check off all the criteria. And so when I'm calling you now, I'm not really asking any questions. I'm like, all right, come, come out and clean my carpet. So, so his, his was, I'm going to educate you and motivate you so much that, that I'm not even going to try to sell you anything. You're going to sell yourself by reading through your consumer guide, the lead magnet. And then you're going to call me because you're ready to buy. That's right. So which is what you do. Copyright. Well, everybody wants to be a buy. Everybody wants to buy. Nobody wants to be sold. And that's what you're just talking about is you. That is, that's a great one. Yes. All right, Matt. Well, we covered a lot today. I think uh, the reality is if you'll focus on why they buy, then you'll never have to worry about how you sell. <laughs> so, I think that's perfect. This was a good one. Yeah. So uh, that being said, we, Matt and I have a mastermind. Um, we'd love to talk to you about it. It is exclusive. Uh, so we, it's not, we don't just accept anyone. Um, the mastermind, um, we literally take your business start to finish with you. We're a sounding board. The whole group is, is we're together and helping you put together the company the way you want it to be. We don't, I mean, it's your business. And uh, we want to show you how to take your business um, and use it as a tool to build wealth. Um, and, and sounds like a great concept, but what ends up happening is most people end up having a job, not owning your business. So um, <laughs> if you're interested in our mastermind, you can contact uh, Matt at profitabilitymd.com or Dave at profitabilitymd.com, either one of those. And then we'll have a, a joint call with you. So that'll be perfect. Where else can we find Dave? Well, you can find us at ProfitabilityMD.com. You can find our YouTube channel, um, which is ProfitabilityMD. Any place that there's podcasts, you can uh, find those ProfitabilityMD as well. You can link with me on LinkedIn, uh, David Mulvaney, David T as in Thomas Mulvaney on Twitter. Um, been doing a lot more Twitter time now. don't know why, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, you're getting good. All right, I'm over Where at LinkedIn. You, Matt? Yeah, Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn. And then uh, 10X Profit Blueprint and, of course, Profitability MD and a lot of our YouTube and podcasts. I've been sending those out to some people. So good stuff, man. This was a good week. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your vacation, man. Take All care. Right, man. See you.